All right. Welcome back to the emergency goalies. And I guess, you know, I normally call this a Chicago Blackhawks podcast, but it's really the Connor Bedard podcast this week because the Blackhawks played two games and Connor Bedard had a very, very good couple of games. He scored four goals, two assists, six points total. Um, they won the first game against the Lightning, lost the second game against the Panthers, but it was a close game. But I guess I'll just ask you, Michael, Connor Bedard looks like the real deal. Yes, indeed, uh, especially when it comes to his goal scoring. Um, he had to make a slight adjustment over the course of these first uh what is it, 13 games or something like that? Um, you know, in juniors, he was able to get a lot of open looks, score from distance quite often with his really outstanding wrist shot. Uh, that's difficult to do against NHL goaltenders. Uh, it's very difficult to beat those guys clean, no matter how good your shot is. Um, you know, you look at somebody like, Alex Ovechkin, it, the majority of his goals still come off of one timers and cross ice passes. And, you know, and he's one of the greatest shooters of all time. Connor Bedard could eventually, you know, be considered one of the great goal or one of the great goal scorers, but you have to score in multiple ways in the NHL. And he's starting to figure that out. Um, you know, I think you look at those first handful of games, he was getting like 10 shots on goal um, per game, but they were all coming from distance. Mm -hmm. um, I, I really think last week he sort of, the, the light bulb went on a little bit. He was uh, getting in closer to the net. He's, he scored a couple of greasy goals. You know, one or two of them have, you know, kind of come in, in the crease sort of thing. And uh, I think that kind of triggered a, a more aggressive mentality and it's paying dividends. Uh, and, you know, he's still got the ability. Um, I mean, I, the, the, the goal on Sunday where he picked the guy's pocket and then scored from the, from, you know, a terrible angle um, right along the goal line was a great example of that. Um, that was the sort of thing he wasn't doing the first five, six, seven games of the season. Um, and I think it's it's also opening up uh, some opportunities uh, for other people on his line. And I think I think he's found some pretty decent chemistry with with uh, Foligno and and Kuroshev, who are both playing pretty darn well. So. Yeah, it's it. It's just been fun to watch, fun to watch, uh, and like you said, living up to the hype. And I mean, I think I think at the beginning of the year, I had stated that I feel like Connor Bedard was going to score forty goals. I, I don't think it's out of the out of out of the realm of possibility that he gets to fifty at this point. He's just that good of a, like, yeah. of, a of a goal scorer, like he is now. Like you were saying, like. He has the control, like, he can put the puck in, like, some very tight spaces. Like, he did that, like you said, the way he stripped the guy. He put it, like, on the roof, like, just inside the crossbar. Like, not a lot of guys can get the puck there. 
Dramatic. Yeah, and that is the sort of thing that he was able to do a lot as a junior player and was the sort of thing that I wasn't necessarily sure would totally translate um, at the NHL level. The, the the goalies hug the post better. Yeah. They're also on average a lot bigger. And so, you know, that those that that top corner is generally not as available. Um and you just and, don't and, not, and, and I don't mean to say that Bedard wouldn't be able to continue to snipe those like he just showed he, that he can this weekend. It's just he's not gonna get as many of those opportunities. Well, I was gonna say too that you don't you don't have the time. There's a lot less time and like the juniors you have more time to calm down and like pick your spot. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, you know, it's just like I said, it's one of those things where he'll get fewer opportunities like that, but he's still fully capable of capitalizing on them when he does get them. Cause, you know, not only is his shot quick and not only is he capable of changing directions and shooting from multiple platforms, but he is one of the more accurate shooters when it comes to picking the top the the top corners um we saw that throughout his junior career and we're starting to now see it in the nhl and yeah the, we will continue to see goals like that where you know you give him two inches in that top corner and he's gonna fit the puck into it so yeah just exciting stuff exciting stuff all around like you said the more he does this the more attention he will get and it should open up opportunities for the rest of the players around him yeah absolutely i mean he's already drawing a ton of attention from the opposing teams he's always facing you know their top lines their top defensemen but yeah as he continues to prove that he can score goals at the nhl level they will continue to collapse on him even more which will open up passing lanes and he is a fully capable playmaker on top of being an elite goal scorer. And so he will start making some passes that will then force the opposition to adjust and not just completely collapse on him, that sort of thing. So there will be some give and take. There will be times where, you know, his assists will out, outnumber his goals, but um, the, the, the goal scoring is, is always going to be the, the highlight for him. Um, there's just not many people in the hockey world that are capable of scoring at the rate that Connor Bedard is capable of scoring at. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's an exciting future <laughs> for the Blackhawks and it's a future that's already here and it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. And the other thing of course, is just eventually you think the power play have to come around. I mean, it's still not working very good right now, but with how good Bedard looks, you think eventually the power play is going to start clicking. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that will probably require a little bit of improved talent around him, just because you know it requires a lot, a, a lot of puck movement, and we see it in spurts with. The, the Cubs or the Cubs with the Blackhawks current personnel. Um, but it's just, it's, it's difficult. Um, uh, especially when guys are coming in and out of the lineup the way that 
Hall and Anthony CU and, you know, a couple of other guys have been kind of banged up, you know, eventually I'd like to see Korchinski and maybe Reichel bump up onto the top power play unit. I know a lot of people are frustrated by Reichel being separated from Bedard, but I still continue to believe that that is the right move at this point in their careers. Let each of them drive their own lines and learn from that experience. Um, but at the same time, that's a five on five decision to me. I think you can play those two guys together on the power play and see if they can make a little magic there. And the same goes with Korchinski, um, uh, hopefully eventually replacing Jones on the, the top power play unit. So th those are a couple of adjustments that at some point I would like to see the team make, but. We should add that um, Korchinski got his first NHL goal against the Lightning. So that was good to see. Yes. Yeah. You know, it's a fortunate bounce, but hockey goals, goals are scored that way sometimes. So yeah. Um, Korchinski's likely not going to be a, a big goal scorer, especially early in his career. Uh, he's still got a lot of physical um, filling out to do over the next few years. And his shot is nothing special at this point um, where his, offense comes from right now is through his skating and his passing and vision, uh, not so much through his shooting, but yeah, it's always great to see a guy kind of break the ice and, and get that first one and get that weight off of their shoulders. And, yep. you know, I think we saw that with Reichel the other day where, I mean, obviously it wasn't his first NHL goal, but he kind of got off the, had a little confidence, got going a little bit. Yeah, certainly it's looked um, better the last couple games. Yeah, and is it a coincidence that it happened when he got moved to wing, or was it just a one of those things where it was just a matter of time? I don't know. It, it, probably uh, both. Probably a little bit of both, but um, yeah, I I kind of have stated all along that I don't I didn't mind them trying him at center, and even if they want to move him back there for a while, it, it wouldn't bother me. But I do eventually feel like his his long term fit will be at wing. Um, so either way they handle it, it's not a big deal to me. And I still like the idea of keeping them on separate lines for now. And then we can kind of see maybe next year when, uh, uh, when Nazar gets here and, um, you know, maybe even more if he decides to turn pro, yeah. um, they can kind of mix and match a little bit with those young guys and see who has the best chemistry, that sort of thing. Uh, or they where, pick where the up, best fits are. Yeah, they pick somebody up in free agency for next year, too. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, Hall's going to be back next year, you know, on top of this year. So they'll they'll have some uh, better options, uh, hopefully, next year. But, yeah, I mean, at least for the time being, um, Bedard is finding some chemistry with the guys he's got at the moment. And, um you know, we'll see if Reichel can kind of settle in a little more. Um, sounds like Athens is going to be out for a while. So I'll be curious but, um, to see what it uh, all sounds like he will be back. Yeah. I mean, he was practicing uh, today or yesterday. I can't remember. So, yeah, I mean, maybe he's, maybe he's skips Thursday's game, but it wouldn't shock me to see him out there. You know, at least on Sunday's game, we had Dickinson filling in as the second line center yeah. and seemed to play pretty well with Reichel. So, you know, we'll see if that 
that can spark anything and maybe keep that chemistry going. But I'm glad that he's back. Cause it when that injury first happened, when he was limping off, it looked like a significant knee injury. So yeah, yeah, I was very worried about both um, Athanasiu and Hall that those two guys might be out for extended periods, and the fact that it only seems like one of them, um, you know, is definitely a, a, a win that I will take. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, it's been such a rough start to his Blackhawks career for Taylor Hall. I mean, this is the third time already that he's been injured, you know, he hurt his shoulder and then re-aggravated his shoulder when he came back and had to sit out again. And now he was, it just seemed like he was starting to find his footing and, you know, then this happens. So you just, you hope it's not too bad of a setback and that he can get, get right back on the horse sort of thing. But, um, yeah, I, you know, <laughs> got another game against the lightning coming up that just uh, this, it's been such a hard stretch, but thankfully it's, it's starting it's, to wind down. It's starting to wind down. I mean, after that, this, the, this next lightning game on Thursday, you get Nashville, you get Buffalo, you get Columbus and St. Louis, Seattle, uh, Detroit all come in before the end of the month. It, it's not, you know, there's still, you know, a Toronto mixed in there, that sort of thing, but it's, a major let up and I'm just, I'm curious to see how the Blackhawks handle it because I mean, they've gone five and eight, which to me is miraculous uh, given the competition that they faced. And I mean, they've only been outscored by 11 goals, but their, their analytics are much worse than that. The, they're, the expectation would be that they would have lost several more, or you know, at least a couple more of these games. Well, if you look at um, just the last Lightning game, Mrazek really stood on his head the first yeah. period and a half. Yeah, really yeah. Uh, the, the goaltending has certainly saved them more than once. And at some point, I, I mean, Soderblom's already um, played a little hot and cold you know, as we would expect from a rookie, but, um, you know, Mrazek, he hasn't been able to maintain this type of level of play for like three or four years at this point, um, plus all of his injury history. So, um, you know, they, they, they withstood this tough schedule very well, but I'm, I'm curious to see once they start playing, you know, the, the middle of the road teams and the bad teams, just exactly how the Blackhawks stack up against mm-hmm. them. Um, I would, I would love to see some of those underlying statistics uh, improve a bit, you know, even if the record doesn't improve much. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, it's so hard to get to judge this team right now, yeah, given that we're still in very small sample size and, not only is it a small sample size, but it's, I mean, honestly, the toughest 13 game opening schedule stretch that I you could possibly imagine. It's just been brutal. I can't um, remember anything like this. Yeah, I, I honestly cannot remember having this 
bad of a luck of the draw <laughs> to start off a season, you know, and not only were they all good teams, but how many of the games have been on the road? I mean, they've only played uh, four home games so far. So four out of 13 home games and basically they've played 11 good teams and, you know, one kind of middle of the road team and then one, uh, you know, lower level team, but yeah, it's just oof, absolutely brutal. But these yeah. next couple of weeks, uh, it, it's going to be nice. And like I said, I just I'm very curious. I wouldn't be shocked if the record doesn't improve, but we actually see a little bit more puck possession, that sort of thing. Um, the numbers but, are better. Yeah, but I also wouldn't be shocked if you know, oh my, wow, maybe the Blackhawks could actually play a little bit of 500 hockey for a while against, you know, this this group of teams that they've got coming up. So, yep, or yeah, they could just, lose a bunch of them. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, and you know, the Blackhawks are always going to be on the precipice this year. Uh it's going to be heavily heavily reliant on goaltending. It's also going to be heavily heavily reliant on health. Um you know, if they would have lost both Hall and Athanasiu for an extended period, that that yeah. really would have been a tough blow for them to handle. They, just, don't, they don't they don't have the depth to kind of replace those guys. So if the if the injuries pile up as opposed to kind of, you know, oh, we got one guy here, one guy there, that sort of thing. But you know, if they start losing multiple top six guys, it's just it it could get ugly. So yeah. And like you said, I wouldn't be surprised if there were a few more games this year that they get blown out and some other ones where they look very good, like, and Bedard goes off. It's going to be a real roller coaster. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, Bedard is the kind of guy that, you know, against the better teams, he's not going to have the puck as much because, you know, uh, we've seen that a lot. The Blackhawks have not had great puck possession these first 13 games. Um, but he can capitalize on limited opportunities. And so even against the, you know, good teams, he can make the most of only having, you know, maybe a few minutes of possession per game. Um, he's He's got that ability to beat anybody at any time. So you would think against these other teams where they might have more puck possession, he could be more dangerous. Yeah, yeah, I I would I would hope so. That that's the thing that I'm most curious about is you know, the Blackhawks have been scoring a decent amount of goals without the puck very much and the the question is is uh, you know, can they actually once they start facing you know, these these lower level opponents are they going to have the puck more? And if they have the puck more, as opposed to last year where they only had a couple of guys that could score goals at all. The Blackhawks don't really have any great goal scorers outside of Connor Bedard. Um, I think I said like a week or two ago, wouldn't shock me if they don't end up with anybody else that even has 20. Um, but they've got a bunch of guys that can kind of score in the 10 to 20. I mean, they got just about everybody in the lineup outside of Mackenzie Entwistle. Um, kind of has double digit goal scoring capability. They it, just about everybody has finishing ability. Um so if they do get the puck, they can score some goals. 
it's just, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's more of an up and down the lineup sort of thing, as opposed to, you know, heavily top six centric. Um, but it, it all depends on, you know, possession of the puck. If they're getting caved um, on possession, you know, those fourth line, third line stuff is just it. They're just not going to generate enough chances to capitalize, but yeah, we get the puck more. We'll see how it goes. We'll see. And the other thing is we've got to get um, Connor Bedard his first hat trick. Came close a couple times these last two couple games. times, yeah. Yeah, it's only a matter of time. Um, he's uh, my guess is he gets. I'll I'll throw out a I'll, I'll throw out a prediction. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say three hat tricks by the end of the year. So that's a big number, but I think he's capable of it. Yeah. No, I would not be surprised because some of these like finishing some of these goals have been just amazing. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, like I said, we get the puck more, we get the the power play going a little bit. That's when the you know the goals could really come in bunches for him. So there yeah, I don't I don't really got a whole lot else to yeah. go over this this week. It, you know, again, it was another two games in the week, you know, light week again. Um, yes, I guess you could say the one that that it's been such a hard schedule and stuff and a lot of road games, but they have gotten a lot of time to rest and recuperate anyway. Yeah. And, you know, and even get some practice sessions going during some of the road trips and that. So, you know, I'm sure that's helped a little bit, but it, it, that's another thing that I think could potentially help or hinder, you know, I mean, do, do those extra practice sessions, has that really helped? You know, some of the young players acclimate a little bit, probably, but at the same time, it's this is a fairly play. young team. Yeah. The the grind is a potentially, I mean, there, there's always the physical rigors of, you know, they might wear down, but their legs are probably a little f- going to stay f- more fresh than some of the veteran teams. And, you know, as you get into that, the grind of the middle of the season where, um, the attention span wanders a little bit and um, that uh, these, these young kids where they're hungry and some of them just seem insanely uh, addicted to hockey. Um, Mm -hmm. It wouldn't shock me if they sneak up on a lot of teams in the middle of the year and, you know, score a drop, you know, five, six, seven goals on people just because the other team isn't prepared to, um skate with them but again it's all wait and see at this point it's just it's so hard to judge this team right now it's just you know we 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 weren't expecting a lot of wins we were just hoping for more entertaining hockey and that's starting to happen you know games that have meaning in that we're getting good experience for these young players and we've obviously had that and more this year so far we've had a ton of exciting games the young players up and down the lineup are contributing the hawks have not been afraid to play any of them uh in big situations tight situations they're 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 letting these kids go and it's been fun to watch yep all right so on that we will wrap it up and yeah 
they're gonna the schedule is gonna start getting a little easier. So maybe they'll get some more goals and stuff, and be fun to watch. But okay, Michael on Twitter, MJ underscore Ernst, SDH eighty five, and of course you can subscribe to the podcast on the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, Stitcher, and yeah, let's get some more Connor Bedard fun going these next few games and. Let the fun keep going.